Hey everyone, I'm Stefan. This is Graham. Hello. This is Travis. What's up? And we're three different ones. A few years ago, we compiled a list of albums we think are interesting, and now we talk about them. Today, we're talking about Linkin Park's second album, Meteora. This was a little tricky for me, simply because I've never been a big fan of this band. Heard a ton of their songs, because they're... Uh, their, their ascension, their rise in popularity pretty much perfectly synced up with me reaching music consciousness. Uh, <laughs> but, but none of it ever really grabbed me back then. So this is really my first time giving them a, a prolonged listen. Uh, Travis, it was your turn to pick this week. Any particular reason you chose this band? Uh, well, kind of like you said, it was it kind of in parallel with growing up. Uh, <laughs> there are a yeah. lot of songs off this album specifically that I remember this being kind of right around the time of like me kind of developing my own taste in music as as far as I can remember. Um, I don't know. Thought it'd be a fun one to do. I figured we needed to get to a Linkin Park album at some point in time and felt like the obvious choice was uh, Hybrid Theory. So I figured... I do something a little bit different and do this instead. Is this the second one? Yeah, this is the second one. Um, did they make a bunch after this? Yes, a lot. Mm. A whole lot. It had been a while since I thought of this band. I, I think the last time I was really listening to a lot of their stuff was when uh, Chester Bennington died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, truth be told, Hybrid Theory and Meteora is about the extent of my uh, Linkin Park listening. Yeah. But I listen to both of them religiously. Really? Yeah, I, I just I've never really been able to get into anything past these two albums. But yeah, I this this and Hybrid Theory were they were big time for me. I I think I'm kind of like Stefan where I remember hearing songs mm -hmm. but never really got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just not not my thing. Yeah. Uh, but they've got hits that I recognize for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, there's they're 136th in the world on Spotify. Really? They are. Jeez. They've got songs with like a billion plays. Good lord. <laughs> That's crazy. I I forget how big these guys ultimately became. Because I feel like they were I, I don't know how they became so popular so quickly. Like I, I when Meteora came out. I distinctively remember, um, I want to say this was when I was transferring schools. Um, mm. Yeah, I think year-wise that, that lines up. But, like, I just remember riding on the bus to, like, some field trip or something, and, like, some kid in a camp, like, in that transitionary camp thing had this CD and I was like, what is that you're listening to? He's like, oh, dude, this is the new Linkin Park 
album. And he was like, check this out. And he gave me his headphones and he was listening to Faint. <laughs> oh, I was like, You know, and I, I was it like, only oh be that God, song. dude, this is, this is so heavy. What is this? Yeah. That's, that, that's how I got into this one. Yeah. That was going into fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's, it definitely yeah. sounds like that era. Yeah. Yes, this is a this is an extremely dated album, I would say. You think? Not in a bad way. Yeah. For the record, I don't think that's a bad thing, but I I definitely think this this sounds like early 2000s, like the <laughs> the fall off of like new metal and alt rock and that whole weird fusion going on. Yes. Okay. Okay. We've done, um, would you say we've done one other new metal album? The Incubus one, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's what I was... We did that, and I mean, I guess Toxicity is arguably new metal. Oh. Uh, I, could, I could see that. Um, I'm trying to think if we've done any other ones, but this... Uh... I mean, loosely, it's new metal. I'd say it's more like alt metal, mm -hmm. specifically. Like, that would be the, the main way I'd categorize it. Yeah, it fits in with, like, uh, other stuff from that time period. I feel like I just think of, like, the soundtrack to, like, I don't know, like, Madden 2004 or something. <laughs> And hearing like Hooba Stank and uh, what? Um, <laughs> a lot of frosted tips coming to mind. Oh, yeah. It's funny oh, you say yeah. that because to me, this album and Hybrid Theory sound nothing like anything that their contemporaries did. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's there's nothing else like it in my opinion. But, I mean, I guess I, I get what you guys are saying. It's the singing I think I'm referring to more than anything. Gotcha. <laughs> that's the, but that's, and hey, for the record, I think uh, the, the vocals are like my favorite part of yeah. Linkin Park. Like, and, and again, I'm not, and I, I, want, I wanted to save this to the end, but I don't think, to say an album is dated, I don't think that's really like, that's necessarily a negative thing. Right. Like, it was the trillions of songs they're not all going to be timeless and that's fine absolutely so yeah this is uh this is 2002 i want to say uh, i thought it was 03 okay i could be wrong i see 03 you might be right yeah it's it's uh regardless it's like it yeah it i don't I, I don't need it to still sound like it's brand new for me to like it. It's it's fine. Like the uh, the Birds album, I remember we like we said like fifty times in that episode. It's so sixties, and I love Mr. Tambourine Man. Love that album. Yeah, sure, sure. It's it can be it can be dated and great. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I, sure. I suppose it really matters if if you liked that specific time <laughs> yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah that i feel like dictates whether it's dated in a good or a bad way i get that yeah this, can this you could... explain what forward is 
before we really start talking about the song. <laughs> <laughs> the intro track? Yeah, yeah. Like the sounds in forward or just sure, like significance? What, it feels just so random. I, I don't know if there's a if there's any like significance to it, but it it's I mean it's only like fifteen seconds. Like it, it just I, like looking back at my notes, I had kind of forgot. Why do they do that? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I maybe would have just grouped it in a don't stay and made that one song, but I guess that was a hair too long of an intro for that song, is my guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, just just a little little intro piece. I feel like it's a common thing for right albums to start like that I, I think it's weirder now that like we do streaming and you know we're actually like selecting songs or like I, I bet when you put the CD on maybe you didn't even realize it was like two separate exactly. tracks yeah. exactly ooh you just reminded me of something I was like I gotta make sure I do not forget to point this out one thing that has always driven me nuts with this album is how it's supposed to flow smoothly from track to track, but it like replays like the previous five seconds of the track oh. before it in the next track. So it's like yeah. you hear that blip twice, and that always just drove me insane. Like, why did they do that? Did, didn't notice it, but. Really? Yeah. I don't think I did either. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you listen to, like, Easier to Run, how it fades into faint, and we'll get to it, but, like, the last, you know, three seconds or so of Easier to Run is, like, the first three seconds of faint, so you get it twice. Mm. And it's like, why? <laughs> why why do that and i can't remember i have this on cd so if i could find a cd player i could you know see if that's how it actually was on the cd or if that's just something that was kind of goofy when it got carried over to streaming platforms but oh man it, it triggers me a little bit oh wow but not to ramble uh yeah forward um <laughs> I it's kind of funny I was just riding my bike here and Serge was in the office and I had I was this album for the record in my opinion is like the perfect workout album it's at you know it's a hair under 40 minutes and it's like I can start it play it and as soon as my workout ends is like the last second of numb <laughs> it's perfect for that but uh okay. I sat down on the bike and Serge was in here and uh, Serge being my great Pyrenees and I clicked play on forward and I have like a little speaker set up and that first like boom he like jumped and started looking all crazy and then like the rest of like the sounds that came from that just started freaking him out. That's Pretty funny. It's yeah, trippy. Story I know. It's very high energy, this album. 
Yes, it a is. A warning for all dog owners. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I can kind of picture it like in a in a fitness montage or something. Oh yes. yeah. I mean that's that's what I've always used it for. Just driving in the car or working out. Uh huh. Well, should we jump we into about don't stay? Let's do it. The what they they did they they had this like distortion going on for the guitar. Is that like a like a fuzz box or something they're using? Are you talking about like this the sample drum sound or just like the extremely distorted guitar? The the guitar specifically at the at the very beginning of a dump right. I I don't know if it's anything more than it almost sounds like some kind of envelope filter. Okay. With just insane distortion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 always kind of like the I associate that with the with new metal for some reason. I, I don't know if other bands copy it, but that that's what that immediately set me back. The this the opening of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Set you back like did not like it. No, 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 no. I I, I like this song actually. Uh, gotcha. It's just like it put me back in that headspace of like the first time I heard this band. It was kind of it was really jarring and uh, made worse by by the fact that the uh, the turntable gets turned up. In this oh one. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and really the album in general. The tables are back. <laughs> it's it's been since Incubus since we've we've met the old trusty scratching. Yeah. Gosh. You knew it was you knew it was coming again at some point. I actually forgot that Lincoln Park did this. Um, oh yeah. It was, it, <laughs> they really do it too. They oh, they sure do. Big commitment from them. Uh, I'll I'll give you that. To your to your point of being dated, if you awesome. hear turntables being scratched on, you know exactly when this was made. No <laughs> kidding. No sure. doubt. Uh, yeah. It just starts so hard and heavy, though, dude. Yeah, yeah, no. The song gets me amped. Same, same for me. Uh, yeah, Bennington singing. I mean, it, it's it's all. It, I'm good to go after this song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten about this song too. I don't. Uh, I don't hear this one very often. I have like a. I have like satellite radio and I play like the early aughts throwback uh, yeah. channel a lot. And they, they play a ton of Lincoln Park. They rarely play this one, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, no, I'm that's uh, yeah. Still like it. It's kind of funny, honestly, like hybrid theory and Meteora, in my opinion, front to back are like Lincoln Park's greatest hits. Yeah. Seriously. Like I, I mean, I, I don't want to give away my opinion of this album too much, but I, I recognized a lot of songs. Yeah, it's there are no songs. Well, I'll I'll save this for later. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a classic. It is. There are two singers in this band. Is that right? Yes, 
You've got mm-hmm. Mike Shinoda, who's like kind of the talk rap. The rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. There you go. And then Chester, of course, is screaming and singing. Yes. He's the voice I think of. He, he's really what I think of in general with Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Big time. Gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of either. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not surprised. Buddy. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Shinoda definitely grates on me. I like Bennington's really? voice. Though. I like his vocals. Oh, man. No, there's <laughs> some harsh critics. <laughs> Dude, I, I love both of them. Are you, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. I love Mike Shinoda. Love okay. Mike Shinoda. I don't know if it's like the nostalgia factor or what, but dude, I I can't get enough of uh this stuff. Okay. Yeah, it could be a, a tough one to like get into after the fact. Like I feel like if I had been a fan back in the day, I'd probably have like a more, more of a connection to it. Yeah, I think I just have kind of like vague memories of, of hearing this stuff, and it, yeah. it, it just, I don't know, I, I just wasn't into it back then. Fair, that's fair, man. Um, there there are songs on here that that I've got maybe more commentary on. (laughs) (laughs) You have more on the next one, Somewhere I Belong? You know, this one I felt like was kind of more of the same. It is very... This album is extremely consistent. Yeah. You know, and if... For better and worse. I was going to say, if you don't like the sound, you're going to hate the album. 100%. (laughs) No doubt about it. I I was honestly like kind of having trouble like differentiating some of the tracks. Yeah, I could see that. I think this one was easier for me because this is one that like I barely even needed to take notes on it. I'd heard it so many times. Um, it's it is difficult to detach myself from nostalgia where this band is concerned. Uh, but that being said, I, I still think this song is pretty good on its own. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I, I was okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, one last thing on Don't Stay. I, I absolutely love that song. Okay. Great chorus. Great, great uh, ending part as well. But I love Somewhere I Belong, too. Yeah. That song, I just threw out Adolescence. I've listened to that song so many times. It... It's, it but, speaks to the angsty teen and everybody, man. Oh my gosh! I I think I remember you having these CDs when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that that was. I had probably just picked up this CD actually. Maybe so. And I yep. I don't think I really listened to anything besides Faint and Numb for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> just those two songs, you know. I don't yeah. know why, but like. I just remember skipping around on the CD, like not even trying to listen to anything else. Sure. I don't know why, because those are my two least favorite songs on this album now, but... Oh, are they? Yeah. 
Yes, they are. But yeah, I love Somewhere I Belong. Great song. Dude, yeah. these choruses, for me, are just phenomenal. Yeah. I'm with you on this one. This is, this is a tough album to go through just because I feel like there's not a whole lot musically. You yeah. know, like there's not a lot to dissect and break down. They're pretty simple riffs. You know, it's just you either connect with this one or you don't, I think. Well, we need to have a big discussion on lying from you because I need to hear your defense of Shinoda on this one. Oh, dude. <laughs> I love this song. Dude, I mean... I love this song. I like it too, up until it's like so the bridge near the end with the turntable and Shinoda will not shut up repeating that one verse. I mean, <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, they... They had me. I mean, I was good to go. And they just, ugh, I hate the way the song ends. Hate it. <laughs> what is the line? Is it the very worst part of you? Oh, yeah, I think it is. Well, Chester's singing that at the end. What? Okay. Isn't that Mike? No. Screaming? No. Oh, you're talking about... Uh, hold on, hold on, let me pull it The up. part where he's like, this isn't what I wanted it to be or whatever. Yes. Yes. This isn't what I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this song. I, <laughs> you're you're going to hear me say that a lot. Hey, I, you like what you like, man. Yeah. I, dude, it's, it's so great. Y'all like, pick these apart because I I I really <laughs> don't have much to say on most of these other than damn I love this song so I I want to hear what you guys have to say like why okay so Shinoda's voice is it what he's saying is it his delivery like what's what's so grating uh it's it's, it's just. <sighs> God dang it, like, he's just, I don't know, it's just, it, it's so, it's such a weird combo, like, and it's never, it, it just feels so just forced, and I, I don't know, man. Maybe it would help if I didn't know what this guy looked like. I've just always found him really corny. <laughs> Does he have a goatee? <laughs> he's... He's oh, got dude, you know he did at this time. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, no doubt. You, you pretty much have to. Like, he is yes. rapping, but he's really... It, it, he doesn't have a great flow. Like, it, it's... Oh. <laughs> he doesn't! Killing like, me here, man. He's Killing so, me. It's just, it's just, like, generic, like, rap speak. Like, it's just... I, I don't know. And it works so well. God. <laughs> well, this is I, I love it, man. I, I love the opposition here. I, I, <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Um, <laughs> did y'all have anything else to add online from you? Um, nah. I, I will say I think I prefer Chester when he's like screaming. What? Really? When he's when he's singing. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not. I'm not his his like singing voice that much. Okay. Like too much, too much vibrato or like overly dramatic or something. But okay. 
The screaming isn't overly dramatic. I mean, that's a good point. It's it's like it's expected to be though. It, it's <laughs> it's a different kind of like dramatic. It's like it's so I, intense. I feel like it it fits. Now, I'm not saying that I that I necessarily like the screaming. It's just like that damn it. That <laughs> that it's like that just it just works, I feel like. Okay. Like the the choruses I feel like the choruses are like the strong part. Oh yeah. Of of these songs. Literally. And it, it's usually him screaming. Yes. And it, there's some like musicality to it. Like he's he's singing a melody and and whatnot, but I mean, like you said, there is not a ton to pick apart musically. It's pretty, no. No. pretty like it's, generic. It's just an energy thing, in yeah. my opinion. Like that—that's the best way I can describe it. Is it, it's—I don't know. It this <laughs> this album gets me so pumped. Yeah, like I'm. It, if I'm riding in a battle, this this is going on the playlist. <laughs> If it's D-Day of my life, this this is going on. I don't know why. It just makes me feel a certain kind of way. Yeah. It's like instant heart rate increase by like 50 BPM. I don't know why. (laughs) It it does bring to mind like video games, you know, maybe like a racing game or like like I was saying, like Madden or something. A lot of movies uh, use these band songs for the soundtrack yeah sure sure let me ask you guys this what do you listen to to get super pumped Mm. if you if you had to like if shit was going down and you needed to just (laughs) really dig deep what what are you putting on what album man that's what gets you pumped what album? Yeah. Or give me a song. Give me a song or an artist. Like who? Uh, who are you putting on? Like I'm about to go beat somebody's ass. What's <laughs> coming on? I might only be saying this because we're talking about a new metal band, but it might be Clown by Corn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if I really need to just get like get, go get in the fucking red real quick yeah probably yeah that'd probably be that'd probably do it okay i i can big time respect that i <laughs> would have never guessed you would say that that's that's awesome though because that album their self-titled album i would throw that on my list oh yeah no it's up there with like uh outlando steel more in terms of like just insane debuts yeah, I thought you were saying in terms of getting pumped up. I was like, oh really? No, put on a Born in the Fifties to oh, yeah, you gotta man. Kiss someone's ass. Roxanne, question question <laughs> to you now, Graham. If you've got to get just extremely amped, what's coming on? Dang, I'm I'm like struggling to come up with something because I feel like I'm not not frequently you know listening to music to get pumped up I, there is stuff that gets me more like excited or like moving 
Yeah. Dude, it's it's funny. Um I feel like I feel like a heavy riff that is like just very intense is knots from Gentle Giant. Oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, it just sounds like a kraken like coming yeah. out of the ocean. Okay. That's fair. I can respect that. It, it's just you've got to listen to like an acapella intro for about a minute. And then <laughs> you, you got to tell the perp to hold on until the song builds. Right. Right. Before, before you beat his ass. Right. But I feel like there's some, some prog rock that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty intense. I could, I could fight to that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some King, King Crimson at certain okay. points. That's fair. I was just curious because I, you know, it's like there's music I like to listen to, like in certain situations, and there's music that I like to listen to, like when I'm working out or, you know, if I'm like trying to do something that requires, I don't know, getting amped up. Yeah. This is, this is uh, definitely on my list of getting amped. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Speaking of amped, hit the floor. You get some uh, pretty gnarly Chester screams in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you absolutely hating this song if you're not liking the album at this point. <laughs> see, this was the first song that I actually didn't really like. Oh, man. I yeah. thought the riff was a little more interesting than it's... some of the others. Yeah. Oh, Paul, the guitar riff is cool. It's so heavy, too. Oh. Wow. That's the, it's the rap-heavy start, and the, I, I wasn't, wasn't a huge fan of the chorus on this one. I, I, wow. It just didn't land for me, man. <laughs> is, it, is it staccato when things are, like, very, like, to the point, like, is that the right <laughs> word for that? Like, like staccato is kind of, like, choppy. Yeah. Yes, this song I feel like is very much so utilizing staccato wow. styling, like the riff itself. Yeah, it's yeah, very there's, tight. There's, there's not space yeah. between the notes. Yes, yes, exactly. It's not think, like just freaking chugging. It's like it's it's tight. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, man. Can... I, I forgot about Shinoda's part in this. That explains exactly why you hate this so much. Yeah, it's so it's so just overbearing at the start. <laughs> oh man, weird. Kinda... It's weird the way the song like like evolves and like the the screaming is so like visceral. Like it's such it a is. it's such a bizarre mixture. This song, and I don't know. I. I didn't think the balance was quite right for me on this one. I love the contrast of Mike <laughs> Shinoda and Chester on this. I feel like that makes it. It's just, ah. Like I said, I love this song too. Yeah, I can tell. I... <laughs> Graham? Those, those screams are intense. Oh I'll give you gosh. that. Not there's, no, there's no way you could sustain. 
There's no way you could keep singing like this, and that is precisely why this is pretty much the last Linkin Park album I listened to. Oh, did he change his voice totally? It started getting a little less gravelly Mm. very quickly. Probably to preserve it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could not sustain. There's a... Yeah, the rapping kind of overstays its welcome on this. <gasps> I love his uh his impatience with our criticism. It's like everything I think is just perfect, y'all are like, nah, dude. This is pure <laughs> shit. I love it though. I I'm having fun with it. This, this is I think a polarizing uh band. It is. It is. That's Which so is funny because I feel like so many people I know have some kind of nostalgia tie-in to this album. Oh yeah. Like I would say the vast majority of people I know. Definitely. Which is very funny that both of you guys have no ties to it. It's just you know, it's one. Uh, we we weren't. Like, I think my mom didn't like a uh, biscuit and Fred Durst's whole thing. So she kind of, oh, she kind of lumped the whole like genre into the, you know, the bad section of the Venn diagram. So we, we never heard stuff really growing up outside of school. And lumping in the old biscuit with Lincoln Park. <laughs> Shred Durst. Taking Shred Durst. Do you think they took influence from biscuit? No. No? No, I don't think so. He was just, I think he was just the biggest. Uh, well, you do? Uh, yes. Really? How could they not? <laughs> I don't know. Dude. <laughs> it's the only, only artist that I could think of. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the genre that well, but I was like, it reminds me of the way that they would go from like rap to, yeah. you know, metal. I mean, but the other like other bands did that too. Like Chili Peppers kind of do that. I mean, Rage Against the Machine sort of does that. I mean, it's not you know. I, I I could see them looking to someone else as an influence. But Corn and Biscuit are kind of the the OG new metalers, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's right. the scratching man. <laughs> Dude, what? DJ Lethal, man. He's oh a pioneer in, when, in scratching. When you combine oh. scratching, goatees, oh, dude. backwards ball cap. The red Yankee The hat. red cap. Red <laughs> cap. Maybe some uh, necklaces. I'm saving a Limp Biscuit album for you guys. Fred Durst. It's coming. It's so amazing. <laughs> like, Fred Durst and Hulk Hogan are two people that I'm so happy our culture was just obsessed with. (laughs) (laughs) We're beyond blessed to be alive simultaneously with those two individuals. Absolutely. Dude, Durst is just, he's he's so misunderstood. He is. He really is. I'm so so happy he got to live long enough to to apologize. And embark on this weird career turn he's on where he's making movies and, like, hosting jazz night at this club in L.A. Is he really? 
Yes, yes. A friend of the show, Adam Todd Brown, who lives out there, has been to see his band play at a, at this club. Wait, his band does... is in Limp Biscuit. No, no, no. It's like it's like a jazz like orchestra thing. Is he in the band? Yes, yes. Ho- holy shit! Yep. Doing Grant's what? like shit, dude. I'm gonna go buy a Limp Biscuit album now. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of intrigued. Like, what is he doing? I think he's like he Rapping. like conducts some of the time, and he also is like an MC. And I think he oh. I think he like plays a little piano, but uh, I, really, yeah, like it, it's a. I I I really wish I knew he was doing this the last time I was there. I absolutely would have would have gone. I mean, I would have paid anything to get in to see him. Jeez. He's a killer jazz guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> the Fred Durst Quintet. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> well, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, I could I could talk about Limp Bizkit for hours. Um, we need to start. A, we could we could have a sister podcast on a Limp Bizkit. Oh, everything Oof. you've ever wanted to know. Three dollar pod, y'all. Three dollar pod, y'all. Y'all have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Easier to run. Yes. So this song, I'd have to group it into one of my least favorites on this album. I mean, I still like it. Yeah. Just. I mean, the chorus goes hard. The chorus goes hard. I'll give it that. And I really did enjoy it as a young whippersnapper, but. at this point in my life, I don't love it as much as most of the other songs on here. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, they toy with like the they toy with the, like volume fluctuation a lot in this song, which I found kind of kind of annoying. Uh, Bennington uh, sort of jumps back and forth from like kind of angry to it having like that softer sound in his voice, which I think. I think I'm with Graham when he tries to be like more somber and uh, like introspective. It, it definitely comes off as like like melodramatic and it, not not very not very believable. Yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of singers of that era too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like who? Who are, who are the other? Me here. Who are the other uh, offenders, Graham? Um, whoever was in Hoobastank. Okay. Um, dude, I don't know. No, it's killing me right now. I I don't I don't have a a great knowledge of those other bands, but I don't know. Three Days Grace or something like that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe this. Uh, maybe some wow. uh, some forty one. Wow. He refuses to speak to us. I I can't believe this. Yeah, I mean I, I mean you said you weren't as big a fan of this one. I mean I I I found easier to run pretty forgettable. Yeah. That's yeah. that's fair. I I will give you that. I will the, give you that. The chorus 
can kind of get stuck in your head. Like, oh yes. Oh, I I actually thought oh. like when this one came up, I was like, this is a little different. Like, it's the know. softest track to this point. Yeah, it's the ballad. Yeah, they've they've hopped off the gas pedal a little bit. They're coasting. Maybe oh, that's what me. I like about it. Yeah. They're luring us into a false sense of security for the next trap. <laughs> yeah. Before crushing. Yes. Firing us up with faint. You guys really think that it's it's crushing like that? I actually like faint. Still do. I mean, I I feel like I have to give it points because it's it's one of the songs that got me into this. I mean, it, yeah. This had so, to have been on Madden or something. I, I know this. Oh, it, it, know. it was all over the radio. It was, dude, it was everywhere. This and Crawling are the two yes. songs. And, and, yes. uh, and in, in the end, dude. In yeah, the end. They're the, they're the songs that I most associate with part. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, I, sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. I, I feel like the tracks that I recognized, um, like the more popular ones, I do think are better than than you know some of the others. Like, <laughs> I I'm like, okay, this song, I can I can see why it was a hit. Um, not a huge fan of it. <laughs> Sorry, blasphemy. <laughs> wow, I I feel like this was probably played in the weight room. It was oh, played everywhere. Every Football. every damn must wear park song on its yeah. playlist. Um, one thing that really struck me, and it didn't really until song on my list um i forgot how short this band's songs are because they're balls out from start to finish i do think i i do give them credit for that this the songs and this album is are, are they're all paced really well they they're, they're not they're not waiting around uh i think they that that shows some self-awareness a little moxie from the artists that uh you know, there's not enough there, like, musically to warrant, like, a five-minute song. Yeah. Yeah. Which I yeah. say, good for them. Bands with, like, a, you know, a, a screamer, they can, they can tend to, they can be a little self-indulgent. I mean, really, any band can. But, yeah. And the tooth. Oh, yeah. Huh? Huh? Long in the tooth? Yes, sir. Ah, uh, yes. This is like a 36-minute album, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flew right by. Flew right by. Eh. Ram's like, no. <laughs> it was a, a traumatic oh, 36 wow. minutes. <laughs> well, then we must continue with figure nine. How do you say this name for this song? I said figure oh nine. But... Figure nine. I don't know, but it's one of my favorite songs off this album. This is this is like my favorite drive fast song. 
of all okay. time. Okay. Okay. Dude. Oh my gosh, it just the the energy is infectious. I um I I, I kinda liked Shinoda taking lead vocals on this one. Yeah? I like the sh- yeah, I did. I think the uh the guitar riff at the open that uh, that like windows to that apex. I I thought that was really cool and yeah, I I I liked the song. Awesome. Yeah. Love to hear that. This chorus is insane. It is. Dude. It's like as soon as that chorus hits, man, it's like pedal to the firewall, dude. Yeah, heavy foot when you're Gone. listening to Lincoln Park. Ears bleeding, pedal to the floor. <laughs> Try it. Try it sometime. You'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's, you got to be careful at yes. night on an open I, road with Lincoln Park blaring. They're I'm easily hyped, I guess. I don't know. I dude, I I get amped. We all we've all I got get, that artist who just uh, brings it out of us, you know. I get amped and this song takes yep. me to 11. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's it's 0 to 100. Yeah. That's God. I mean it's, it sounds fun. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> good. It's <laughs> The chorus, just leading into the chorus. It's so good. And I must say, I y'all might find them cheesy and corny. I don't know, but I think the lyrics, especially to this song, dude, I think they're fantastic. Fantastic. No pushback from me on figure 09. And I, didn't... I think I think that might be largely in part as to why these guys were so successful. I feel like a lot of people connected on that element with this stuff. I I think that's true. Seems like uh you know, a lot of angst. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. A bit. I, I mean it's crazy. Like I've I've seen like some of these songs, like what they referring to and singing about like i've maybe not necessarily experienced it myself but like i've seen it manifest in other places and other people and it's like whoa that's pretty wild that song is like spot on referring to this or that or pretty interesting yeah yeah i mean it's like sometimes you know lyrics don't necessarily have to be so abstract or yeah, I mean, I feel like um, I don't know. I'm I'm reading through them. I I didn't catch a lot of this stuff. I feel like that just adds to the hype and the amped level too. You know, just the choruses are like ah, <laughs> beyond words for me. Um. It's time. So, hold on. I, I gotta I'm confirming something real quick. Alright. So Okay. Yep. This one did it. Okay, so from figure 09 to breaking the habit. 
it the last two to three seconds of the song are instantly replayed at the beginning of breaking the habit and it makes for like a like a jolting transition i i don't like that i mean it happens a lot on here but that's just a, a specific example that you yeah. can check out you hear it i'm i'm listening to that now yeah it just it drives me nuts. The the easier to run to faint one and this Figaro nine to breaking the habit one both piss me off royally. Mm. Which I mean, maybe that's intentional just to get me even more pumped and it works. <laughs> you know? It's part of the hype plan. I don't know. It's a science. It is. They dude, they had the secret formula. There's definitely a formula to it and they, they kind of perfected it. That they did. This was Stephen, one. This your, go ahead, Graham. This is one I've heard. Yeah, Stefan, I would imagine this is your favorite. Breaking the habit. Yeah. No, actually, I still don't really like the song. Good. I had to mm-hmm. test you. I've ne- uh Yeah, I've, I've I, even as a. I don't know. Like, I just I've always found it kind of. I always thought the chorus was a little, a little wonky. Uh, never really enjoyed the beat. Um, when the, the when they synth in like that string section sound, I thought that was. I think it's just it's really over the top. And you know, Graham used melodramatic early on. I mean, I think that that absolutely applies to this one. Uh, this, <laughs> I don't know. I've just I've always found this song very. And I've never really, I've never really particularly liked it. Hear me out. I've got two points to make on this song. A, I think it is the most overrated, big time Lincoln Park song. Yeah. I mean, this is 266 million streams. It's the, I mean, it's one of the top stream songs off this album. Oh yeah. Never understood why. Me neither. I, I just. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't get it. It feels kind of out of place on this album, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Which brings me to point two. It reminds me of... It's it's to this album as Breaking the Girl is to Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That's a great comparison, actually. Hate to make the the corny association because it's breaking the habit and breaking the girl, but it's like, dude, they are legitimately the same like thorn in my side in both albums, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're necessary, but they have always felt out of place to me, you know. And I I like breaking the girl. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great song, but it's like it's just such a weird energy shift from the rest of what's come before and what follows. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I'm, uh, fully agreed on all counts on that one. And this, uh, this does Graham's favorite thing. Just Chester straight up singing. Not <laughs> screaming. You know, he, he like, he like rides that line too. He does. Like when he gets to the chorus, like where you think he's going to start belting, but he, 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 holds back you can you can feel it in his voice it's very it's very frustrating it's not a great it's not a great sound for them (laughs) 
I agree with you, but so many people are going to disagree with us. I uh, yeah, it's and and that's I, fine. Yeah, because they're wrong, but that's fine. I went. I went back. I mean, I I, um, <laughs> I was really curious to hear how y'all would react to this song. I went back and watched the video for it too. It's not that good. Like, there's nothing. I don't know what people glommed onto with this uh, with this track. It's just it. It's it's just uh, it's always been kind of kind of vapid for me. Yeah, it pr- probably connects with people because maybe the implied like addiction, you know, breaking. Yeah, habits. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I think uh, Bennington struggled with uh, drugs like throughout his life, so I'm I'm assuming that's what it's about. I don't. It's just it so though. on the nose, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it's weird to think that a bunch of middle schoolers connected with that. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a great point because it's like, I mean, I feel like we were the target demographic of this music. Yeah, hell, yeah. I'm I'm not even in fifth grade yet. It would make more sense if like kids now were getting into that because kids now are so much more medicated even than we were. Like we were kind of the first uh, generation to get hit with like the Ritalin and like the panic over ADHD and like all the all like the learning disabilities and like mm-hmm. problems focusing like kids now could definitely connect with uh, someone struggling with addiction because they're you know they're doped up all the time just to get through school yeah it's a it's kind of a mystery yeah. i mean I, I think i think kids want to feel more adults so maybe yeah. maybe that that made them. I don't I know. Think, I yeah. I don't know. I think I was in severe denial of my addiction to RuneScape, and just, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I I thought about video game addiction. I wasn't gonna let this song call me out like that, so I just hated it and never listened to it. <laughs> it hit too close to home. It did, man. Oddly enough, this this reminds me of maybe like a compilation video on YouTube. Yeah, like like maybe music that would play in the background of like some RuneScape PKing. Oh, I could see that <laughs> RuneScape walkthrough featuring Lincoln Park. Yes, or just some highlights, you know, Edgeville Wildy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes sir. Just, just K- KOing some noobs. Oh my gosh. So many throwbacks in this episode. Yes. I feel like a lot lot of the songs would be appropriate for that. Not not necessarily breaking the habit, but Take Me Back to O three, man. What a what a great time. (laughs) What a great time. Ah Um From the Inside. I think this song has a fantastic chorus. I, I actually like it too. Um, the I, I like the big guitar. I, I like the lyrics. Oh, yeah. Um, the just yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock this one for the for the turntable. That's I was gonna say, what about the scratching right before <laughs> the wall of guitars? <laughs> you know, get it out of the way early. It's all right. 
Oh man. I don't have a ton for from the inside, but yeah, I, I, I was all right with it. There are some great moments in this one, in my opinion. Yeah. It, is, it is funny how like scratching was paired with like this music that's you know supposed to be so like you know angsty or I mean it sounds like they're you know what they're saying is coming from like a deep place but like a turntable sounds like you're like ready to party or something yeah <laughs> I mean that's that's what it makes me want to do maybe we should bring on some kind of a psychologist to analyze <laughs> and break down why turntables were used in late 90s early 2000s new metal yeah it's I, a, I, no it's seriously is a, i mean i guess you had turntables in rap and this is rap metal right but it's sure. like it's just such a strange thing you know they scratch i mean there's lots of scratching in like 90s rap sure but why the like carryover angry scratching yeah I don't know. Interesting touch because, you know, Slipknot was kind of big into that too. And they're, you know, kind of late 90s, early 2000s. And it's like, that's quite a bit heavier and more aggressive than this, but you still got lots of sampling and scratching. Yeah. I guess Why? it just kind of takes, takes the place of like a drum fill or something. Maybe. Like, I don't rith know. Rhythmic transition. They have plenty of trash cans, too. <laughs> oh, Linkin Park did? No, Slipknot. I'm saying, like, uh, they had, you know, to you said to take the place of, like, a drum fill or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good question. I don't know. You get a little pan flute in the next song. We sure do. <laughs> we sure do. Going for, like, a martial arts movie vibe. It does feel very martial artsy and this is not one of my favorite songs on the album yeah i <laughs> your boy comes in strong on this one too yes he really does and you know what honestly i think this shinoda's better rapping actually uh but it just i mean even ignoring the turntable i mean not <laughs> Not a great chorus, and it's just, uh, it's, it's, Shinoda just shouldn't carry a song. They just, he just shouldn't do that. Hey, now. Whoa. <laughs> Don't Whoa. do that to him. Don't do that. <laughs> I am here to defend Mike Shinoda. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta see what he looks like. Please do. The dude hasn't aged a bit. Yeah, yes. I'm kidding. Wow, he looks pretty normal. <laughs> oh my god, what did you expect him to look like? Dude, I expected like a, a more aggressive goatee. No, he he's pretty I mean, I think everybody in this band is pretty um pretty normal looking. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I expected a more dated look. <laughs> wow. Man. 
Y'all are tough. <laughs> I'm very curious to hear what you guys thought about Session, since we don't have any singing. So you, okay. you, can't, you can't shit on Shinoda. No, no, I can't. But There's I also... No, no Chester screams. I don't, I don't think this band should be allowed to go anywhere without Chester Bennington, so I was not a fan. Hmm. Dude, maybe one of the stronger tracks. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that partially You're because kidding I don't me. I don't love the vocals. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Graham I'm Graham would be the around. person to say Sessions my favorite song off this album. <laughs> I should have known he'd do this. I should have yep. known. That I would expect. That would be in character. Yeah. <laughs> uh the It's just um the heavy keyboard was kind of cool but they they keep like they fuck with the sound a lot in this one like there's a lot of uh a lot of like modulation and it feels maybe i just like my internet was slow or something while i was uh <laughs> on spotify but like it felt like it was like like stopping and skipping ahead a couple times like there's a lot of weird Weird effects going on. Like it's not just the band jamming. Like there's some there's some like studio uh, wizardry going on to like jumble up the sound a bit. I thought it was really strange. This was written with dial up in mind, so keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kidding. That was um, funny. That so was funny. If you've ever listened to Hybrid Theory from start to finish, you've probably heard Cure for the Itch which was the instrumental song from that album. I thought it was kind of interesting that they decided to like follow suit in the sense of, oh, we did it once on the previous album. We've got to do it on this one. I, th- I personally like Cure for the Itch better than Session. And I... Huh. You know, I might have preferred closing with Session. I think that made more sense. Yeah, um, I, I could see that being a closer. Because it seems like the album's wrapping up and then Numb is just randomly dropped. And you're like, oh, that, this is the biggest song ever. <laughs> this was probably the single, right? Numb. I mean, I'm sure they had multiple singles. Numb and Faint, I think. Numb, believe it or not, uh, was released on my birthday. Really? Yes. Dang. Yes. And it, I mean, when it came out, I was like, this is sick AF. <laughs> of course. Uh, but now, I never really listened to it. It's, I think the radio killed this song for me. Yeah, it's, it's been played to death. To death. Literally yeah. to death. Like any skateboarding compilation video. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. I I do have a fond memory of uh was it music class, Graham? I think you were in my class. Probably. When uh uh somebody did that like interpretive drawing. 
Ooh. to this song. Do you recall? I don't. I don't remember that actually. <laughs> not can, gonna name. I'm not gonna name drop anybody. You but, can give their first name. Uh, Carter. Okay. Okay. Played the song and like drew on a canvas like oh. while this song played, <laughs> and I remember at that time being like, "Dude, this is so sick." <laughs> He was a great artist. He is. True. He is a great artist. True. Oh, that Carter. Oh, uh-huh. okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, That's... no, that song, Faint. Those those are I've got a lot of memories with those two songs from back around that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about Numb as a closer? I think uh, it, it could be you, put anywhere, really. Yeah. Had you, be, had you become yeah. numb to the sound at this point? <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I thought we had something with those open and keyboard notes, but it just, I, I mean, it, it kind of blends in with everything else when you look at it from above. I mean, I, I would not, if you jumbled these songs up, I, I would not one at the end. And I think, uh, Travis, I think you're right. I think Session would would be better to finish this thing off. I would have just flip-flopped Numb in Session. Yeah. Anything crazy, but I, I think that would have made more sense. Yeah. Because you enter with forward, you you got to go out with the instrumental. Yeah. I feel like lyrically, like, you know, they probably are, like, very personal songs, but they do sound mm-hmm. general enough to where, like, you know, a kid listening to it could find something to connect to. Yeah. It's probably I, probably part of their part of their success. Yeah. It's like I don't really fully understand the angstiness of what I'm listening to, but like I the music makes me feel like it's angry and angsty and like I kinda get what's going on. So yeah, I'm gonna latch onto this. I could totally see that. Right, right. I just thought it was heavy, and I thought it was sick, and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> cool kids listen to Lincoln Park." <laughs> I need to listen to Lincoln Park. I think everybody <laughs> listens to Lincoln Park. <laughs> uh, it's funny. My, uh, I have kind of similar experiences with crawling, and in the end, somebody's older brother. I remember being in the car, had the CD. I have a theory, and we were listening to that, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. What is this? And it was like, and I remember them being like, yeah, and there's no cussing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can go buy this. Like, I can listen to this and not get in trouble. That's that's kind of perfect. Like, especially the friend's older brother thing. Like, Oh, yeah. This is the album of friends older brothers i think that's such a genius move on their behalf though like you know it it wasn't slapped with that parental advisory labor label not that i recall so it was like that made it so accessible for a lot of young kids you know it's like this sounds really heavy and like my parents are okay with me getting it yeah genius that's pure genius yeah, I'd imagine that was something they thought about. 
and honestly, I mean, most of the stuff I listen to to get amped up is pretty vulgar in some capacity. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the only thing that is not slapped with a parental advisory sticker on it, which I think <laughs> is just a true testament to their ability to invoke some kind of energetic response yeah. in me. Sure. Well, now I'm I'm dying to hear how you guys <laughs> score this. I I really have no idea how you guys are going to score this. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know I I know a range, but I feel like I could still be surprised. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say six out of ten. Okay. For me. Okay. I like more than I dislike. And even okay. though I don't think I'll ever revisit the entire album again, it doesn't it doesn't waste its time. It uh you know, it, the songs cut to the point, uh nothing lingers. Uh I I do still feel like I, I will continue associating it with the early aughts, but again, that's not a knock. Like I don't think that's that's really I don't think it's cool to dismiss an album because it's like it's tied to the era in which it was released. Like it's the, uh, that makes sense. I think it's I think it's fine. And I, I think if you, if you want to check out like the new metal alt rock genre, uh, this is this is definitely for you. And there are definitely songs off here that I've I have listened to like in pretty recently. And I'll 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 definitely check some of this stuff out again. So yeah, six out of ten. Grand well, su- surprise me. <laughs> well, we're coming off of uh, Jack Harlow, and my bad for that. By the way, <laughs> think did about we... all those two out of tens we've done. Just think about those. No, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I think this will definitely score higher than Harlow. Oh, I would hope so. We all gave t- a two. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I'm holding I mean, on tight. I'm I'm holding on to something. Well, so I mean, I was not a fan of this. Um, I don't know. Got kind of bored with it. Um, yeah, just just not my thing. Spence gonna, is killing me. I'm gonna give it a. 2.5. Oh. <laughs> just just being honest, it's wow. like I I just know I'm not going to I'm not going to revisit. Thanks. It just uh just didn't connect with me. Dang. <laughs> that's Oh man. That's well. what makes makes the show makes the show go around. It's that true. It does. That is discourse. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it an eight point five. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it's extremely consistent for the better, personally. Um, I think it's accessible. I think it is capable of. Well, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but for whatever reason, it just 
makes me feel like I'm I could rip a house off a concrete slab. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how that is or why that is, but uh, I think anything capable of that deserves at least an eight from me. Uh, yeah. So eight point five, and I'm I'm gonna recommend it to anybody who likes to get amped up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair if, enough. If you like to get absolutely pumped out of your mind, <laughs> give this a shot. I might Fair I enough. might try it in the weight room because, because Dude. You're, you're making a hard sell. I there's no greater. Well, actually <laughs> there is, spoiler alert, I think Hybrid Theory is a better album. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, this is just, this is like a, it's more polished than hybrid theory, but it's a little dialed back. I, hybrid theory is just, dude, I thought it was so innovative. It's, there was nothing like it. It's just banger from start to finish. It's iconic. It's legendary. I mean, it is greatest hits from start to finish. So yeah, definitely check that one out too. But I I was just going to ask real quick, what's the deal with reanimation? So it falls between Hybrid Theory and this, and it's mm-hmm. it's like a remix of everything on Hybrid Theory. Really? A lot more electronic sounding. Um hmm. so I don't think you would like it personally mm-hmm. but there there's some bangers on there yeah because i recognize that cover yeah i it's funny i i have a, a hunch that the album art was bigger than the album ever was <laughs> i'm not kidding looks like a bionicle or something yeah there's some great stuff on there though like the um I want to say it's the... I'm looking at it right now. It might be the Crawling. Yeah. Check out Track 20. The Crawling one. (laughs) Featuring Aaron Lewis. From Stained, brother. Um, From where? From Stained. Oh, I thought you said Sting. But it's, it's so cinematic and dramatic. I love... Mm this song it's fantastic you actually might like it yeah yes there's some great things on there very cool well but on on that note yeah that's that's all i've got Stefan. you want to wrap us up of course uh yeah uh, if you're still with us thank you so much for stopping by um you know three different ones if you've got a we're all over social media you'd like us to cover you know, reach out. We'll add it to the backlog, and we will get back at you soon. Uh, as always, you know, three different ones. We'll see you next time.